Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water, and energy self-reliance. And live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Tom Thompson. First, a couple of announcements. If you want to advertise with us, email me, ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. We have the best pricing and packages, and we work with you to produce the most effective ad possible for our audience. We're doing some pretty damn cool stuff over here, so come check us out. Our website, Forbidden Knowledge News, is also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, where you find some of your favorite podcasts from our community. We're available on all podcast platforms. Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get our premium content. That's where you also get all the premium content from all the amazing creators on Rockfin. There's tons of them. You get all that for only $10 a month. You just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus or click the link in the description to sign up or create a free account. Get tons of free shit. Everyone on there's got tons of free content, including all of our regular shows. Be sure to check us out. Finally, if you would like to help us with the production of the Forbidden Documentary, email me. Or visit supportfkn.com. We also have a PayPal link in the description. Anything is greatly appreciated. Times are tough with gas and price of everything. Any donation of $5 or more through supportfkn.com, you're going to get access to Corey Hughes' unseen research into the JFK assassination, which is going into his upcoming book. You definitely want to check that out. Today, I want to welcome Tom Thompson. He is host of Strange Brew Podcast, which is a podcast not for the faint of heart or the easily offended. 
Strange Brew is a dark comedy, true crime, paranormal, conspiracy, and anything strange podcast from the great white north and the united with the states. If you love anything bizarre and unusual from aliens to serial killers, you'll feel right at home with Strange Brew's hosts. Join them on strange journeys as they drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Tom, welcome. How you doing? What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on. I got uh, I have a, a beer or two waiting because uh, might as well. Strange Brew. So. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I love what you guys are doing at the Strange Brew podcast uh, with the appreciate kinds of that. topics we cover, you cover. Some levity is extremely necessary. I thank you guys for providing that. You guys cover <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit, too. I love that. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of stuff to get into. We're going we're to have a good time. And I'm particularly interested in uh, one of the things you sent me in the email <laughs> about serial killers. So, hell yeah, man, I want to get deep into that and some true crime and whatever rabbit holes we can fall into for sure. But this is your first time on. Tell us about yourself, what led you to start the podcast and what the podcast is about. Uh, so, um, I go by many different names. It's a joke on the podcast. You know, um, I do hip hop and I've, you know, music has always inspired me and music woke me up to, um, look into conspiracies and stuff like that. Like listening to old punk bands and underground hip hop opened my eyes when I was like 13, 14, um, to kind of the government's probably not looking out for our best interests and all that type of stuff. And, uh, the weird thing is I was always into, uh, occultism. People could say that, but I was just a dumb kid i uh, have like i have tons of ouija boards um and i've used them since i was like 12 my grandma gave me a ouija board when i was 12 me and my buddies would gather around and we would use it even coming home from lunch uh at school and stuff like that so that aspect of the paranormal has always kind of been in my life i've always been fascinated by ghosts and paranormal experiences and I started doing like, I like, you know, I go by the reptilian um, or Tom Thompson is my grandfather's name. So I kind of go by those names. Um, people on the show call me Tomcat, which is another one of my rap names, but I started music and I kind of was slanging CDs around, but I would talk about the government and conspiracies and aliens. And then I would always talk about this stuff and people knew me as that crazy conspiracy guy, especially in certain jobs I worked at uh, when I used to be a chef. And so the one day I already had microphone equipment. I had the equipment from recording and like, so I was like, you know what? I can, uh, I can do a podcast. And I wanted to focus it on talking about like some serious stuff, but some mostly conspiracies and paranormal, like everything I'm interested in is a, is a huge scape. Like even I love horror movies and stuff like that too. And it kind of just led open this door where I want to do it you know, drinking, smoking up, having a little fun, like a conversation with your buddies. And we've grown into what we have today. Uh, But I kind of started as like, I'm just going to do this and kind of see what happens. And, you know, we want to do it based on dark humor. So our whole thing is like, if you're easily offended, kind of turn back now because we're, we're not for everybody, but we do have a very big consistent fan base of people that enjoy us talking shit. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. I love it. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. Now, you said you were dabbling in the paranormal and you uh, in the yeah. occult. Have you had any kind of experiences that you can't really explain? 
Um, I've had some weird stuff. Like using the Ouija board, we used it fairly young. And it was funny because we would, we called upon people like Harold Houdini and we got him <laughs> to tell us jokes. And this is a stupid fucking joke, but I always remember it. We're like, uh, you know, tell us a joke. And none of my friends knew this joke and it was absolutely dumb. So why would we? And we're all punk. We're all like emo fucking punk kids listening to like, you know, emo music, like, you know, from first to last and Hawthorne Heights and stuff like that. And then, uh, the Ouija board, I assume it probably was not Harold Houdini that, you know, cause who knows what these spirits can play tricks. And yeah. he's like, how'd the, how'd the punk cross the road? And then we're like, what? And he was stapled to the chicken. Like how punks used to wear like staples <laughs> through their face and all that. It was a weird joke that none of us even thought of. And we'd have weird experiences like that. Uh, it's funny thing is my buddy even called Hitler on the Ouija board and he, we, we were all scared for him. I thought he was going to die. Nothing happened to him, but it was going really fast. And my dad took German in high school and I could make out some German words and I start going hail, hail, hail. And I'm like, Holy fuck. Maybe we did the wrong thing. <laughs> and then, so I've had a weird experience like that. Just Ouija board stuff, like lights going out, uh, friends, arms being scratched. Um, there's some weird stuff like that, but, uh, and I, I've mentioned it many times in my podcast is that I've seen shadow people, um, you know, and for that, for, you know, even your fans go check out our shadow people episode because I go in extensive detail, but I saw creatures around me. My girlfriend still like that. I'm still with, um, now she's my fiance. She was right there in bed with me. And I was low vibration after coming back from Cuba. My friend got left there after getting too drunk. He wasn't allowed on the plane and he was screaming, fuck Castro, fuck Cuba. It was crazy. Oh, so my, en- yeah, my energy was fucking low. I'm like, all right, like, you know, something's happening to him. Like, you know, and then when I went home, you know, I emotionally broke down on my girlfriend. I'm like, Mike is still in Cuba. This is fucking crazy. And then, so I was already at this low vibration drinking all week and stuff like that, but I was stone cold sober. And I started seeing these shadow people over top of me, staring at me. And then the crate, and I had sleep paralysis like all night. And I've never had sleep paralysis before where I'm like, I have to rip myself out of this. It was the, and I've, I, I was an idiot teenager. I was in a jail as a youth. And then by the time I was 18, kind of slapped myself in the face and, you know, prepared myself for life. Uh, Cause I was already through some crazy traumatic shit. And I would rather do half that stuff than see these creatures again, because as I walked towards the door, I was wide awake. I saw like a seven foot, eight foot tall shadow creature, almost like you'd see on the movie insidious. And this is far before the movie ever existed. And it looked down at me and I walked through it and I went to the washroom. I was like, what the fuck is happening to you? And I was researching David Icke at the time too. And like looking into a lot of the reptilian conspiracy stuff. So I was like, you know what these are, if, if they're real, they're, they're trying to like absorb your energy. Cause it felt like my soul was being ripped out of my fucking body. That's literally how it felt. And, uh, I'll never forget that experience. It really woke me up to this, the fact that there's stuff beyond our eyesight and, um, I couldn't sleep all night and nothing like that has ever happened since. Man, that is crazy. Easy. And I go more detail on uh, the Shappy episode, but it was, I hear like rushing noises as I'm like, I close my eyes. I'm thinking about my buddy, Mike and how he's in Cuba and I'm here on the planet. And then, and then when I open my eyes, I'm seeing like six shadow people that's luring over me. And my girlfriend didn't know what the fuck was going on with me. She couldn't see what I saw. And I was like in sleep paralysis where I had to go to rip myself out of it. And I could open my eyes and move them. And I couldn't move. And I've never had that experience other than one other time where I, I woke up and it felt like someone was sitting on my back. And then I could just kind of lift it out of it. And that was, that was it. Like, and that was the one of the most scariest experiences why I mention it so often is because it proved to me more or less that there is something outside of her eyesight. 
Yeah, man, and uh, Fucking weird. how you said that you were in a low vibrational state back whenever I was uh, getting divorced from my first wife way back in 2013, I was in a very uh, low vibrational state and I was having uh, sleep paralysis and I would wake up and see shadow people around me and it's just something about being in that dark, dense state, man, I guess, that it attracts those uh, types of uh, entities that feed yeah, off of that, you know? Yeah, you're giving me chills, man. You're giving me chills, like your vibration through the screen. It's like... Uh you know, and I've been, I've been recently reading a lot of like books. I've had the time at work where listening to audio books, stuff like that. So I've listened to like the law of one and some David Wilcock books, which me and Juan always talk about, uh, that's been on your podcast about David Wilcock. And yeah. we don't know if he's for real, but I've read a lot of his books and I, you know, people that think he's a shill or whatever, I would suggest them actually read his material, uh, before you judge and stuff like that. He's been wrong about certain predictions, but his books are really getting in my mind. Just, just, and they're very positive at how we're all connected and, and, um, you know, and the vibrations and how we're supposed to be like me and you are supposed to be doing stuff like this. We're supposed to be informing people and waking people up. And I really believe that people like us are supposed to connect and stay in like a, a, like a, like unified that we're all supposed to kind of group up together because we all are on the same wavelength, so to speak. Right on, man. Hell yeah. Well, I, I really want to get into one of the things you said, like I said er- earlier, is serial killers, because this is fascinating to me, true crime. But there's some yes. there's some aspects about it that are very kind of woo-woo and conspiratorial that I want to get to as well. Yes. When when did you become kind of interested in serial killers? Uh, the weird thing is, so again, music inspired me a lot. Uh, there is a rapper named Necro um, that kind of got me into this stuff. I was always listening to underground hip hop and I always liked hip hop. And then, you know, it was always like the white guys, Eminem. You always like, everyone's like the white rappers, Eminem. But once you started looking into the underground of music, you realize there's a bunch of these white dudes, right. That are spitting these crazy fucking bars. And it like, I'm like, Holy fuck. So I found this guy, Necro. And when I was like 13, which it his he's known as the most brutal rapper on earth. And he's like, he talk, he has some really disgusting songs that are very misogynist and sexist. Uh, but also he has a, and he's, he's, he reps that that's his whole thing is he's the most brutal rapper. So he talks a lot about serial killers. And I was always interested in like Charles Manson because of him. And uh, even though Charles Manson is a cult leader technically, but in his rhymes, like he has a whole song about in like Charles Manson's view, like go do something witchy and talk about cutting out the baby and a lot of gory fucked up hip hop, but it's, it's good. And it's interesting. And uh, he's literally known for this. And I've had his buddy, Mr. High in the podcast, and they're both very interesting cats. And he, uh, he kind of woke my mind to this weird fascination with serial killers and true crime with his music. And he would talk about people like Joe Rifkin and Ted Bundy. And then I started researching it. And it started getting me in this deep rabbit hole where it's like, and we've talked about on Strange Brew is like that you're like, you don't want to put yourself in their shoes, but almost you feel like that's what you kind of got to do. Like I was really interested by the Paul Bernardo and Carla Mocha case. When I was like 17. I had a law teacher that used to be a lawyer that was telling us to like to think deeply, you know, about like, you know, how this circumstance would play out. Why did they do this? And, um, you, you almost, I got this position where I was like, what would it feel like to like, kill somebody or to, you know, go on the block? And we talked about a Patreon episode actually about that. And cause I didn't want to do it really on air. Just the, the thought of putting yourself in the shoes of someone that is so evil and murderous. But meanwhile, to a lot of people, they're charming, much like Ted Bundy, very charming guy. And then behind the scenes, if the stories are true, he's like fucking people's heads, you know, I mean? severed heads and shit. 
yeah, man. That now you mentioned Charles Manson. He is, yes. of course, one of the fav- uh, the most famous, and he's very interesting as well. And m- more recently, I've heard some researchers talking about the possibilities of him being highly involved with the CIA and kind of being uh, planted into that type of uh, community. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's it's highly possible. Like, um, you know, I'm more the conspiracy theorist on my podcast, and I have two other hosts that are more skeptic, and I have one that's kind of like meets on my side um, when he jumps on. Uh, but I think it's quite possible. He or he was an MK Ultra victim, which could be highly possible. His mother was a prostitute. He was, you know, uh, he was in jail most of his life, like literally as a teenager, as a kid. And uh, it's quite possible. I don't know if I could, I would give him that much intelligence, but the way he spoke because of psychedelics and stuff he's done. Uh, if anyone has never heard some of Charles Manson's speeches and, and his interviews in jail, I highly suggest go looking them up because it's it, the way he speaks is interesting because he talks about, you know, I, I exist in realms that you couldn't even dream of that. He, he is, I believe seen with the use of psychedelics and I've started microdosing a microdose like an hour ago before this. And I've been doing more like psychedelics and stuff like that, just especially mushrooms. I can see why his mind frame would go that way. I do think it's possible though, because you have people like Eileen Warners, right? Um, and she's from the famous movie monster, uh, where she murdered a bunch of men, uh, and she was hitchhiking. And she said in a jail interview that they were using, um, sonic waves and technology to brainwash her. And she says this in a jail interview and she sounds she looks like an absolute nut. She's fucking crazy. Yeah. But you have things like, uh, Otis tool and what's his name connected to the hidden hand. Um, and you have like in all these, these serial killers that say they were part of, you know, some certain cult. And now I find out I was doing a little research and, um, actually this very good TikToker that exposes a lot of stuff and she's constantly getting banned. Uh, she talked about how the Robert Picton murders are connected to Trudeau and the RCMP and people in power. And they're trying to get rid of all of the files and they're trying to like destroy all the evidence. The RCMP is supposed to be doing it right now. So you have this idea that you could use these people, right? Well, we want to get rid of this chick or we want to get rid of these people. Let's do it in the guise of this mass murdering going on. And then you have people like right, Richard Ramirez who literally fucking like in jail talk about how Satanists, uh, people that believe in like, and I've read the Satanic Bible and shit, so I understand all that stuff. And his is more of probably the evil bullshit. But the thing is, he said, he's like, Satanists aren't people that you see like on the fucking street. He's like, they're politicians, lawyers, um, judges, you know? So it is quite possible that that could, that, that there could be certain serial killers that were at least used yeah, that's and, that's what know. I want to that's what I want to talk about a little bit is, you know, the possibilities of if they were used or maybe uh, even manufactured. We see uh, right. a lot of things going on with pharmaceuticals these days and uh, involvements with uh, mass shooters, the younger generation. And it, it just seems to a theater. Yeah, it, it's it seems too weird. Too too many coincidences. This is seems too theatrical. There's too many strange kind of like um, uh, symbol symbolic numbers and all these types of things thrown into the news story surrounding it. So, what are your thoughts on that? These serial killers that you know some of them could have either been pushed along the way or maybe yeah. even manipulated to do some of this stuff. It could be possible. Like I do think that 
that in certain cases of serial killers, they could have been put in these positions to cover up murders. Now, I do think that there are people that are like psychopaths either way. Um, you know, most yeah. of them run our country now. And even listen to this book that I'm listening to, The Synchronicity Key, uh, I'm on to David Wilcox's second book. He talks about these people are put on here on purpose, though, right? To change our consciousness into a rate, like raise our vibration, because people have to be in certain positions to change us, or it would, it would, it wouldn't be our evolutionary growth, I believe. And uh, you know, it's not supposed to be easy. And they might be putting these people in positions. I've always had the theory, and I've never heard anyone else say this, is that I believe that uh, there's a possibility. Um, I'm a, my big thing is reptilians. If I, I fucking loved reptilians, the whole idea of it, it explains a lot. It does explain away a lot of um, things that we can't explain. Uh, but the fact that serial killers might be possessed that and they all have head trauma, much like football players and they're beating their fucking wives in a fucking elevator, but they have this head trauma or there's not all of them, but I have the idea that it's possible that serial killers could be used as a conduit um, and kind of have much like people believe in the reptilian conspiracy, how they control certain bloodlines and the queen and all that stuff is that they could do the same thing for people that already kind of have a sickness or maybe used in some sort of MK ultra style, you know, CIA operative bullshit. And that, but I've always said that I think that why are these people inherently evil? Why did they, you know, it doesn't seem like some of them like Ted Bundy doesn't seem like, why would you go that direction? Uh, BTK, be like that. It's like, why did you end up going towards like BTK didn't kill someone? I think till he's 34. So it's like, why do these things happen? How, why are these people so evil? So and to explain it would be like, Hey, if, if, you know, I've always said the idea, if someone gets, you know, those people that, you know, they get really drunk. Um, they don't normally drink and they get drunk. They're the nicest people when they're sober, when they're drunk, they're the most violent, angry people. Everyone knows someone like that. Right. Oh yeah. So you, it, I have the belief that even under certain influences, things from other realities, whether the reptilians or some shadow creatures or something could control certain people in certain states of consciousness, especially if they're inebriated. But imagine you have, you have somebody that maybe just got traumatized as a kid was beat like Paul Bernardo was, or John Wayne Gacy was abused by his father and it develops the shit inside them, this, this, this urge. And then all you need is, uh, outside force, right? They say reptilians just exist on the fringes of our reality just to kind of tap their head, kind of suck on their fucking brain and be like, all right. And they, and it's fucking crazy, but it, it sounds nuts. But well, you're it, right. Whether it's the government or the, their own parents that are torturing and abusing them, it creates the same effect as like these MK Ultra programs. It'll either Kathy create O'Brien, right? alter, yeah, it'll either create alter egos or it could, like you said, even open doorways to other uh, types of entities that are coming in. Because, you, man, you, you try and think of, like you say, put your place, put put yourself yeah. in their place. I can't, dude. Like, I can no, never like, put myself in that psychotic state of mind, you know? It's like, how can you how can you be that evil in the fact that, you know, they're, they're like, no conscious. And uh, and there's a lot of serial killers that, that they're so sociopathic that they don't realize they've done anything wrong. Um, and I knew a dude that was, like, sociopath. And he said he doesn't feel any, like, no feelings, no empathy. And uh, it's funny that a lot of those people run our countries now. It's quite evident that that's <laughs> yeah. extremely true. That they just don't have empathy for anyone else but themselves. And also, I do believe they're put here for a reason uh, to change us and to develop our, you know, conscious evolution. But I've always thought that, that, like, 
it's quite possible if these entities and these negative beings exist, why couldn't they, you know, at least puppet or help control certain people to cause like distractions or killings and think about it. They control, you know, they say they control a queen, whatever they, but these, these beings, right. They possess people. I believe possession is real. When I had that shadow people experience, I thought that um, my soul was being returned to my body. Like I thought if I let them, if I didn't keep ripping myself out of, um, the state of sleep paralysis that I wouldn't wake up. It felt like, or they would replace me with something else. Like it was fucking all hell fucking scary as shit. So imagine if like they already feed off negative energy, how like how we eat food, they use fucking energy as food. Imagine if you could just control somebody to go commit murders or at least give them the whisper in the ear or, you know, manipulate their brain to think sadistic thoughts because supposedly they could infiltrate your thoughts and stuff like that. And then they go out and they cause this mass chaos, which reverberates through the entire city or the country. And then it causes this energy shift where everyone's in fear. Everyone's scared. We know about fear. The only thing of fear is fear itself. And these things are consuming the energy. That's all. I've, I've never heard this before. And I've always had that theory of like, what if that was the case that they were controlling these people and causing mass chaos so they could exhume the energy? Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot to consider. Uh, you mentioned Kathy O'Brien. I interviewed her, and they said the way that they you search, did. Oh yeah, my god! Oh, yeah, That's they said that the way sick. that they find their victims uh, in these black projects and these clandestine groups is they seek out people who have had multi generational abuse through families, yeah. like incest and types of dark uh, sexual abuse. And they they do research and they find out who these families are, who these people are, and they rec- they recruit them into their programs, and it could just as easily yeah. be happening with serial killers or people that are committing mass murders or mass shootings or things like that, you know? Well, they have like this whole thing of like, Ted Bundy lived an average life, da, 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 or like his family wasn't that. But how do you know though, really? Because they don't, they always dive into the the, the serial killer's past and like, you know, their family trauma or something like that. But they never, I've never seen where they go back and like in their family history and if their family history had a history of violence or molestation or stuff like that. Um, that's, I gotta say, it's pretty awesome that you fucking had Kathy O'Brien on. Um, that's sweet. I'll, I might have to try to get her on for like a Patreon. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get you in touch with her for sure. She's so sweet. Cause a lot of people, you know, they like, you know, there's certain bigger podcasts out there that do dark humor that dismiss all of that shit and ridicule these people. But how, how do you get famous? You got to ridicule everybody else. And the thing is you got to, and, and how do you, dis, how do you get rid of a conspiracy theorist? You make people laugh at them, right? right. Like, Oh, yeah, it's exactly. not real. There's no way it can be real. Yeah. And that's, that's on par for uh, our society today, man. So well, true. since you mentioned reptilians, let's go there. Let's, let's go down the reptilian <laughs> trail. Uh, I've always been kind of on the fence about reptilians until recently, actually, until I had my own kind of experience with one. Um, I have, yeah, tell me about that. I have, well, I've been a psychonaut as well for a long time into psychedelics. And have you done I, acid then? You like, oh yeah, yeah, I've done. I've <laughs> never done it. And I've really, I told my, I've told my fiance this. I was like, I just want to do it before I have kids. I've talked to dudes. That I say, actually like, prefer psy- uh, psilocybin mushrooms over, over acid hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gives you much more spiritual and rich experience, at least for me. It is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this in actually the experience that I'm referring to was uh, in psilocybin mushrooms. But I've um, I never had a, a paranormal experience until a couple of years ago. And it was through meditation. I actually it's a long story, but I made contact with something that I understand now as my spirit guides. And, you know, we're pals now. We, we can get into in communication and 
through this it's process sad. of uh, speaking with my spirit guides, they uh, kind of led me to uh, down the path of psychedelics. They said, you know, to in order we can strengthen our connection and you can get in touch with the quest uh, faster with psychedelics. You can learn a lot more. And I just, you know, started uh, dabbling with different types of doses, and and it, you know, ultimately became more heroic doses. And what, um, what's the uh, highest dose you've taken? Oh, probably about four or five grams, I'd say. Yeah, it's just like I did. Uh, I did four grams recently. I had a week off, four started a new job, and I feel like it got me to where I kind of wanted to go. Like I fucking cried. It broke down. I looked at myself in the mirror for too long, and you see your whole body and morph and change. I, I actually think I want to get to that like five gram level, and you see well, if I go. For out. me, it was. It's like I've uh, through meditation, I was able to find that frequency where I was able to contact these spirit guides and my ancestors try that. through. So through the psilocybin, I was able to reach that same frequency just through practice, through meditation, while under the experience. Um, but I, I've had nothing but beautiful experiences with my spirit guides and psilocybin. But they also advised me to that I have to take care of childhood traumas in order to uh, get past some of the things that I need to in life. So, you know, I start doing work with that. And I was doing work with that with my ex-girlfriend, and I was under the influence. And... Uh, we had gotten to the root of one of my childhood traumas, and it was a very profound experience. And you know, I'm, I'm crying and having all these. Uh, it was wonderful. You know, I thought I got to the bottom yeah. of it. Well, apparently, I had some kind of spirit attachment attached to me that didn't like this, and it came out at that time during this experience. It was the most like I've seen hallucinations. I've seen myself melt, and this is not anything like that. This was like a very real experience. Uh, my girlfriend kind of morphed into this reptilian, and it. I was. Tra- Trapped in this kind of prison in my own home, like moss grew on the walls, uh, prison bars farmed on the windows. And this is during psilocybin? Yeah, and I looked outside, the, the sky is red. Like, this is very different than any, like, I was actually pulled wow. into, a, like, a different dimension type thing. It was That's no crazy. longer just a regular psilocybin trip. And this reptilian was following me around saying, yeah, you know, I, I found you a long time ago, and I've been attached for a long, what are you going to do now? You don't want me anymore? <laughs> well, eventually my girlfriend realized that something was wrong she was able to make a long story start she was able to call upon her guardian angels uh, archangel michael and a few other her uh, you know um her team that she has because she's a a gift she was a gifted psychic she is a gifted psychic we're no longer together but she um she was able to help me with this uh attachment and when she called upon her her angels they kind of i i threw up black stuff literally i into i was in the shower i threw up all this black stuff went down the drain and the lights actually boom got brighter it was like a kind of like a possession type experience it was insane and i felt like this beautiful angelic presence and like this loud voice said you're being deceived at the right as I was throwing up this black stuff. So that was pretty much like a confirmation that whether it's a reptilian or demon or lower vibrational, it it appeared to me as a fucking reptilian. Like it had long scales and everything. And I want to get to that point of where I can, like I've done, you know, I just, I I did probably about four, um, three and a half, four and four grams. And I had like, I I cried. I thought about, you know, my aunt and uncle that died from drug abuse and alcohol, my grandparents that are all dead. And it is weird though, because I do believe that the reptilians exist. I just have my own experience, but they don't probably they're in like the, the, I've been listening to a lot of those books. Like, and I suggest everyone uh, read the, I've only finished volume one, but I want to get through all five volumes is uh, the law of one which this uh, woman 
this uh, physicist and this woman, this other guy, uh, Jim McCarthy, they she channeled this being raw, the same raw that we know in Egyptian times. And they go through all of this crazy detail and they talk about how she used acid and it helped her um, connect to these entities and the people in higher realms because it just it has a, it's a shortcut. Um, you know, you have people like Russell Brand that talks about he has meditative experiences doing deep breathing exercises where he can actually hallucinate because he's sober now. And uh, and how you can use things like psilocybin, obviously, and acid, but obviously more natural would be psilocybin to like have a shortcut towards those things. And that's why I want to get to the place. I want to talk about spiritual guides. I want to talk to my higher self, but I do believe there are bad entities out there. When I used to use the Ouija board, it was weird when I started getting into the alien type reptilian shit and I would play the Ouija board drunk, which also I've had, you're talking about like childhood trauma and stuff like that. I've actually dealt with trauma while being drunk with my fiance. Where like I've dived deep inside the things that I've like where we're just talking, having conversations, and I start being like, Okay, this is this was weird when I was a kid. Why did that happen? And then you start to uncover and dig out. And that the fact that alcohol is spirits and they name it spirits because supposedly they would talk to spirits, it is possible to use it for more beneficial things than what most people do. Uh, but these things I do believe they can attach to you. And once I started getting into more of the alien stuff, the Ouija board started telling me that it's not like a dead person, that some of the beings I've talked to are like alive physically, just on an alternate dimension or another frequency. And it did tell me that I had nine spirits attached to me and that some are good and some are bad and that you have to essentially shake them off and they'll latch on to you for certain things. It could be fucking sexual too. It could be people like someone say, say someone's out there that's uh, obsessed with sex and porn or something like that. They could just be using you for that alone, that energy type. Yeah. Fucking weird that you bring that up, man. Have you ever wanted to be a superhero? Well, who doesn't? Although we can't promise you superpowers, We can help you feel like a superhuman with our friends at Ascent Nutrition. Ascent Nutrition is making a huge difference in this community, and they have a new product that we absolutely love, pine pollen. Last year, several prominent scientists started speaking out about the power of pine trees and the benefits they can offer us. Ascent Nutrition offers raw, wild-crafted pine pollen, Pine pollen contains 200 nutrients in it, making it a true superfood. It's nature's highest source of phytohormones, which support hormone and libido health for men and women. Pine pollen also supports brain health, detoxification, as well as many facets of cardiovascular health. Their pine pollen is selling fast. It's literally flying off the shelves. Ascent Nutrition is on a mission of offering deeply transformative and helpful nutrients to as many people as possible to help bring about a great collective shift in human consciousness and human health. To order your pine pollen supply and check out everything Ascent Nutrition has to offer, use the link in the description or visit GoAscentNutrition.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your entire purchase. 
No, 100%. Um, spiritual attachments, I've uh, looked into this a lot. I had plenty of people that actually remove and deal with spiritual attachments. My girlfriend actually has done that plenty of times for people as well. And I, I've had a couple removed myself. So it's a very, uh, very real thing. And it can be kind of kind of scary to, to know that these things can attach themselves. But you mentioned, you know, David Wilcock and the channeling. And I've um, I've come to learn about channelers is that they can be tricked as well. Um, a lot of yeah, people I that agree. that tra- that channel too. some of this profound information and they become like gurus and stuff. And I'm you know I don't mention any names. I don't judge anybody, but <laughs> I think that some of these people might be getting information from somewhere. They might indeed be talking to entities. But the question is, is the entity have their best interest in mind? Is it really who they say they are? Are they yeah. using them? Are they using them for their own nefarious purposes you know they'll never really find out unless you do i have certain confirmation tests that i've done and they're spiritual tests you know um i uh i I kind of asked in the name of christ and and did all kinds of tests to, to verify that the information that i was getting and one of the main verification was is that they told me the first thing i would have to do in order to uh get past the blockages i had in my life was to heal my own childhood traumas and they sent me like the most uh, like profound feelings of love and acceptance that I've ever felt. Yeah. It was like I was on drugs. And it's just different types of confirmations that I've had for myself, and I just wonder if these people can have their own types of confirmations or if they might just jump into it and be deceived themselves. Well, and that's – Ouija boards could do that, right? Like a lot of the times you'd be like, oh, I'm, your, I'm this, I'm that. And I, as I started to research Ouija boards, I realized like I, we could be talking to anything and anybody or any kind of – uh, spirit, like I had a Ouija board telling me my mom was a reptilian. Like they could tell you the most outlandish <laughs> shit, right? And um, especially when they're playing with your emotions. The thing I took from the the you know the law of one, and and I just got into it. I've I've listened to and and you know read David Wilcox books for fucking years. And you know if, if you know fifty percent of the shit's true, which I think it is. I don't think all of it is, but I think majority might be because he does source a lot of things of why he gets this information, why he thinks like this, and that's why I like him. Where a lot of researchers and stuff like that just be like, "Well, I read this," and they you know they go on a tangent when they've actually never done the research fully. Um, but this one was interesting because it was all about love, light, vibration, and the entire theory of the law of one. And I've only listened to volume one and it changed my perspective on things of maybe trying to be a better person is the whole theory behind it is good and loving, uh, to the essence, right? It's about service to others, not service to self and how the people that run a countries are caught in this service to themselves, selfishness and how we need to break free from that and kind of like journey out to being less selfish and caring about other people and service to others. And that's the main thing that I took from this book. And, and they, she didn't, she went unconscious during these channelings. Mm -hmm. She didn't know what the fuck she said afterwards. And she was like a devout Christian. So that also plays into it of like, how do they know if it's aliens or not? And it's funny you bring up Christ. Yeah. I've always been, I've always been on this side where I don't know if fucking Christ, uh, G- Jesus Christ, the physical person was a real person, right? That, that you know, I have a lot of religious family. I have a family. I have a, my uncle looks exactly like Ned Flanders and fucking is Ned Flanders to the T. And, he, and he's taking my Jamaican aunt. And my Jamaican aunt actually told me not, or married to my Jamaican aunt. She told me never to use the Ouija board alone when I was 16. And then I started to use it alone and <laughs> fucking <laughs> talk to these crazy beings and shit. So I'm always like, well, I'm curious. I'm just going to 
do it because she used to play it in Jamaica. But they're like really religious where I'm like, you're not questioning the stuff within like the Bible or, or how it's written and stuff like that. And I've always thought that Jesus may have existed uh, in Egyptian times and they may have just kind of wrote his story over and over again and changed it to different things. But, you know, you have like Horace who was born of a virgin mother who could do miracles, all that stuff. So I do believe it could be a recycled story from an actual true factual thing. Yeah, man, I agree. I don't even know if Jesus was a real dude. Um, whenever I had my my first experience through meditation, I was not yeah. yes, I was not expecting to even make contact with anything. Like I was, I, I was hoping to, but I wasn't yeah. expecting it. And when I did, it scared the shit out of me, and I kind of reverted to like I grew up Catholic, so I was like, oh man, this might be a demon. Okay. I got to find out. And I was like, in the name of Christ, are you good? And it, they, <laughs> I could like they were laughing. I could feel they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and later on, like we've we've had conversations and they've explained Christ consciousness to me and the, uh, the role it plays in our evolution and our lives and everything like that. So I've gained a better understanding of it since then because of my relationship with these spirit guides. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. If they're, if the information they're given is good and it's helping people yes, give it, you know, man, it's it. That's, that's what we need is, is good, uh, loving and information that's going to help humanity. It is very prevalent. Like I suggest, honestly, like listen to the book or read it. Um, it's easy to get an audible and like it is, it is worth the time to listen to it and, and gain knowledge from it because it is interesting. And they talk about Jesus and how he was, he did exist. And that I've always heard if he did exist in what, what time era we think he did, that when he chose actually to be crucified so he could actually fight the battle on the other side, uh, in the other, in another reality. And either way you slice, it the bible has been manipulated right uh even in david wilcox's book it's talking about like hell and stuff now all these christians and catholics believe in hell but hell is never really mentioned that they never tell um uh, uh cain that he's going to go to hell for killing his brother uh moses doesn't warn warn about hell and all of his commandments like there's not this mention to this hellish thing and i've always talked about where hell could be a manifestation of the mind and i took that from my own shit of thinking like well if we believe in all this crazy stuff, right? The reptilians exist or some sort of negative entities exist, right? That if you're on your deathbed and you're like, well, I did this, I did this wrong. I'm going to hell. Like, and you're like in this mind state of like, I'm going somewhere bad. You will probably send whatever soul you have, whatever energy form you have after death to a negative place. Unless, which my grandma always said is that everywhere else is heaven and this is hell. It's hey, so a lot man, of weird theories because you don't. When, yeah. I've always said my whole thing. I've argued about people about this. Like I do not believe in flat Earth. I've gotten arguments with people about it, and I say, you know what? No one will really fucking know until we're dead. So, yeah. like, that's it. That's about it. <laughs> no, yeah, you're exactly right as far as the nature of reality goes. That could be a a whole different show. But I want to go back <laughs> to the possibility of yeah. um, these entities and life forms that could exist just beyond the spectrum of our vision, like reptilian beings. And I want to get your kind of your thoughts a little bit further into these. And do you think that these guys, these reptilians? If they do exist, are physical on some plane, and if so, um, do they have the ability to shapeshift like we hear some theorists say? And, you know, we got these videos where we're seeing the, yeah. the chick's eyes turn into to reptilian slits. I mean, do you think that that's, that's, a, and that's actually happening? Uh, yeah, I do. There, You know, there's been people like fucking uh, Al, uh, not Alex Jones. Um, 
that governor Jesse Ventura, uh, that is tried to disprove obviously David Icke's theories. And he's like, show me a reptilian. And David Icke's like, how can I fucking show you one? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it's, it's kind of ridiculous how he goes about it, but his son was more, um, open to it. And he, they showed the videos and they used, uh, uh, someone who is a video analysis and he couldn't dis- he could disprove some, but some of them he couldn't do. So my, the theory goes right. That like, that they exist um, physically um, in reality. They do have physical bodies, right? The ones with longer tails are royalty. That's why we have the hierarchy on the planet that we do with the queens and the kings, which is always weird to me that because of somebody's fucking bloodline, that they are better than you. And that's also part of supposed to be the reptilians. And they've embedded that into our consciousness of like this hierarchy of someone's better than you. Cause they're blood. Think about Kings and Queens we've had in our history. It's, it's weird if you actually think about it. And so I think they're physical beings, right? Shorter tails. Uh, they have shorter tails. They're supposed to be a warrior class peasants, stuff like that. So, and there's the ones with giant wings or more royalty where they obviously start to chop off certain their wings when, if they want you to be a slave race, um, and there, we can dive into the grays a bit later on if you want. Uh, but this thing I've studied for a very long time and I've looked at different sides of the coin and I've looked at things to discredit David Icke and everything else. And I've done research on both sides, but this is just my belief. And that when we see these manifestations, like with celebrities and stuff like that, they could be connected to the bloodline where if it's possible that David Icke is correct and he traced like the queen's uh, bloodline back to the Sumerian age and the queen is connected to George Bush, which is connected to Brad Pitt. And it's like the 13 Illuminati bloodlines from Fritz Springmeier talks about it. And how they they have to yeah they like the Egyptians did they fucked within the family they said to keep the money within the family but supposedly it was to keep this bloodline going for the reptilians to attach to you because they would be able to through this bloodline that's the whole idea is that because they need to keep the bloodline so the reptilians can actually possess you and just kind of like an avatar. Like literally the same kind of thing where they go inside of this animation of our 3D reality. And when supposedly we are seeing um, shape shifts, right? They could be in high emotional states. People have seen Nicki Minaj doing stuff like that when she's crying about when little Wayne was in jail. So the idea is that they are part of the bloodline and that their frequency is starting to distort. So the distortion is coming through and then you start seeing it on a camera. But when they say, we just did a whole, because I talked about it at the very beginning of the podcast, we were drinking, having stupid times. We just released our redo on the reptilians. And I, two, <laughs> two of my hosts are very skeptical about it. So I was the one driving the ship and they're like, this is the Tom show. Cause it's my thing. And oh, I was talking about, right. How I believe this is what I think is that when, and I, there's a good interview. It's from a female reptilian, supposedly that was transcribed. And she said, you know, when they're, when you're seeing uh, a shape shift, they're actually, because the human consciousness is pretty malleable and easy to control and we're easy to manipulate. It's quite clear, even on a physical level, when it comes to propaganda and conditioning, uh, look what, you know, Hitler and the Nazis did. It is very evident that it's easy to manipulate people. Um, if you, you know, make the lie big, keep repeating it and eventually everyone will believe it. So they actually cast an image in your mind to make you think that maybe you're seeing a beautiful blonde haired lady when, and they, this reptilian female supposedly was doing this and they're casting an image in your mind because they're able to manipulate your consciousness and your mind. So you think you're seeing um, a physical person when beyond that you, they're a reptilian 
uh, ugly creature to us, but to them, we're probably ugly. And in this interview, I think her name was Lacerta. Um, it is crazy because she says, he's like, well, could the interviewer was like, can you make, can you shape shift in front of me? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, why? And she's like, because you've already seen my image now. Now that you've seen who, what I am beyond this, you, I can't put the image in your head or I'll break your brain essentially. Cause there's that uh, picture. It's like three flowers and you just see the three flowers. I did a video on this on TikTok. I have like two bigger TikToks out there with thousands of followers. And I was like, what do you see? Like, what do you see? And then I was like, okay. And I, I shadowed the image. And then you see like much like Disney and stuff, you see sex between the flowers. And then once you see it, you can't unsee it. So your brain is, it's, it's at least physically proven that our brains are fucking pretty stupid. Man, that that's can, crazy. Is that fucked? <laughs> what do you think that their interest in humanity is? Uh, many think that they are kind of harvesting our, our illusion, our energy, and that this whole thing is like a prison planet for, uh, you know, a prison simulation for these guys to harvest our shit. What do you think about that? I do think that it's quite possible, right? Like the fact that they use child energy, pubescent energy, uh, stuff like that, which goes very deep into the child trafficking and how all these children seem to go missing and nobody knows where. And yes, it could, the, the, the whole thing that they got a bunch of evil pedophiles are running the world, it's probably true, but why would that be on this physical world? Why and there, this shit didn't exist. Why are these people so evil? Reeve and I just posted on Instagram um, videos of their network, their underground tunnels and how you you see a truck going to the mountain and how they have all these underground tunnels. And it's like, why would this exist? Okay. If, if, if these people are just that evil, like they're probably controlled by something. If they're using these energy, this, this, some sort of energy, like, and the whole idea, right. Is they, you know, the, the idea of that Hillary Clinton supposedly murdered somebody over the pizza gate conspiracy theory. And she wore the child's face to, and while the child was still alive, yeah. it's fucked. So the idea is you're getting someone in such a state of fear that you can exhume that energy, especially with children, because their vibration is a lot higher than ours, but it can be brought a lot lower with the, the fear and the, uh, uh, manipulation and stuff like that. So I do believe it's possible. And they say, right, that uh, before the reptilians took over, um, which it was thousands of years ago, that our planet was pretty open and that there were supposed to be portals all around our planet where we were able to travel throughout the galaxy. And they kind of took over and blocked out all these portals. And then there's the idea of the web over the earth. Where there's a web over the earth, it means that our reincarnation is fucking shitty because you constantly come back every time. You just keep coming back to the same planet, which obviously it's this this stuff gets me into all these different webs, right? Because there's so many different roads at least. Because these could all be for learning lessons. And um, I have people around me that are very spiritual that, you know, that you you reincarnate for re for a reason. Like my aunt uh, died of alcoholism. Uh, pretty much she got a tumor from drinking too much. And my uncle died of fucking drugs. They're going to keep coming back until they learn their lesson. I do believe that is a thing that you will keep coming back until you figure out your shit to be able to progress to a higher spiritual level. But there's the idea that there's a web over the earth that the reptilians put in place and it shoots you back in your fucking body every time, like into the physical plane and they don't allow you to leave because you know you, you, they are able to have an unlimited food source because if the way we eat from needing protein as a physical being because they're on high dimensional different levels and they're negative they're negative beings and they can only go up to the sixth or seventh dimension they stay on that frequency and they're just able to exhume our energy time and time again it's fucked but it's i think it's quite possible
Now, when you're talking different densities and dimensions, this is where it's hard for a lot of people to to understand. I do yeah, believe that there true. is layers of reality. That like yeah. a like an onion, there's different densities. There's higher and there's lower. Now, yeah. uh, whether what these these guys you're saying probably can't reach some of the the higher densities or higher frequencies because they're stuck in a lower vibration, and that's what they kind of feed off of, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the idea, right? Is that they can't get past to uh, past a certain evolutionary spiritual level because they stay in that uh, mindset of service to self. And uh, Alex Collier, I fucking love the 1994 interview. Go look up Alex Collier 1994. And the funny thing is, it's on YouTube, but you won't be able to find it unless you go through Google, and then it shows up on this like random thing. And um, he talks uh, a lot about this, and he was uh, a component of, of someone who kind of woke me up to a lot of this shit. And he talks about like the reptilians don't even know where the fuck they came from. They were jumped in, uh, dumped in Alpha Draconis in the Orion's Belt constellation. No idea where they they actually their history actually is, and they're the biggest bully. Nobody can wipe them out they're a warrior class of beings and um i don't think this is crazy i was joking about on one of the podcasts is like because i've i my fucking hosts are skeptical people i'm very much like i believe all this stuff is possible is i I had a reptile uh expert uh he did the pest control at a restaurant i worked at and um he would come in sometimes to set up the traps just in case anything happened and he heard me talking about the illuminati and i'm like fucking 21 and and then we start getting these talks about like, then I talking about the reptilian shit. And he said, okay, he's like, I'm a reptile expert. He's like, if you were to embody uh, your soul were to embody some sort of humanoid uh, figure creature, he was like a reptile would be the best. They can regrow limbs. They can withstand uh, so many types of different weather. They can live underground. They could hibernate for fucking like literally years if they need to. And he said that it would be possible. And I've always, you know, I, I, I have the belief that our simian ancestors uh, were taken off the planet for a hundred years, the genetically modified into maybe slave for gold um or it was something more positive uh but i do believe every creature on this fucking planet has probably some sort of humanoid creature somewhere out in the galaxy you have i think that's like people have no idea i really think how deep this shit probably could go you think that okay so you think it's Kind of close to what we hear from a lot of the mythos, similar to like the Sumerian, similar to the Anunnaki, yeah. where these beings came from either different dimensions or star systems and took hominids and tinkered with their DNA and maybe added their own DNA and different types of alien yes. DNA and made uh, these chimeras, right? Yeah, because Alex Collier talks about how, um, and he like, I suggest people listen to this interview because if you think he's crazy, whatever, he definitely has emotion invested into this and does highly believe um, what he's saying. Also, someone else to look at is Peggy Kane. She's a very interesting um, fi uh, figure in this weird shit because she's supposed to be channel reptilians and they were, she figured out how to reverse speech, everything they were saying over a fucking EVP voice recording and, and reverse it. And she could actually figure out what they were saying. But Alex Collier talks about how like, he's like, we have supposedly 12 different alien DNAs with inside of us. And to a lot of other alien races, we are known as um, royalty because of the intricacies of our DNA and how different we are compared to every other species of beings out there. And he's like, we're not fucking acting like royalty. And he goes off pretty fucking hard. But I do believe that we were created and, and souls are souls, right? This embodiment is a vessel. I believe that no matter what people want to think is that this is just a vessel to house our being and our soul. And I think that your higher self is still out there. I do have the belief that you cannot 
embody your entire body like there's a there's this crazy theory how like most of us here probably me and you um only about 30 percent of our soul is actually here inside of this vessel um because we're more spiritually awake and have understanding uh that it's able to um go other places much like dreams um and when you're asleep your soul doesn't need to sit in your body it goes elsewhere but then people that are less awake and physically bound to material objects in the material world their soul will inhabit habit like 80% and it'll still be out there, but most of them they're stay down here because they're still learning. They're still new to all this shit. And um, so you had that idea that we have all this DNA in us and because we've been manipulated. And I do believe that that is possible that we have all these different. And that's why, okay, we have black, Hispanic, Asian. It's not because of, oh, the black people were raised at a certain part of the, the world. So their skin is darker um, or, you know, Asian people have slanty eyes because, because the sun rose to the East. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It, it would make more sense to think that somehow some alien intervention came in yeah. and genetically created us and it's fucked, man. Like, yeah, no, man. I, that is one of the many theories and options that I consider for our reality here. Um, I'm open to everything, uh, whether, but you know, whether they're flying here on tin cans across the galaxy or from different dimensions, different dimensions is more likely to me, but then again, I'm yeah, still open too. to space travel, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure on anything earlier. You mentioned the grays. Um, yeah. these guys have been, uh, associated with, Reptilians at times, uh, they seem to be little worker, maybe even like drones, maybe even like yes. biological AI or something. What are your thoughts on them? See, one like this cons- th- this theory that I've had, um, and it's because I've just uh, all the knowledge I've uh, accumulated, and I and for for your fans too and stuff like that, we are getting into grays. Um, one one of the first episode I had to X because we were drunk, but we got into this whole rant about gray aliens at the very beginning of the podcast. We will be covering a whole episode about grays because we just did the reptilians, and I want to give the fans the justice of talking about how crazy this shit is. And one's always like the theory that I've had. Where it was like that there, there is some supposedly grays that are actual like the Zeta Reticuli that are actually beings of like physical how we are. And, um, you know, that the, the reptilians and some, some of them are pissed. They were created as minions, essentially, uh, but they still have a soul. And so they broke off to their own thing. And they were used as conduits uh, in a, how David Icke says, how you like when you, when you're dealing with something that's radioactive, you put your hands in the gloves and you have to deal with it inside this dome. And that's how the reptilians operate on our planet is they're kind of just manipulating us from the outside. They don't want to do too many things. Other beings are pissed at them because they're not supposed to mess with our much like Star Trek or evolutionary spiritual level. And then, so with the grays, they're supposed to be ones that are pissed that the reptilians created them. And then they, they constantly genetically modified them so they couldn't uh, procreate. So they had to create hybrid aliens and stuff like that that goes into a crazy uh, series. Even we talked about an episode a while ago is like the alien baby, like the alien child hybrid community and how crazy it is and all these women claim to be abducted. And they claim that they're, they have babies out there in the universe, men too, and all these crazy beings and stuff like that. But then there's the idea, right, that the greys are animatronic, literally like, like physical body robots that like they may have some sort of organs and physical body, but the way that they're genetically mutated and modified is they're like an Android. They think in a hive mind setting where all of them think the same thing. And that's why there's these, these cases of UFO uh, contactees or 
abductions. And there's one specifically I heard on coast to coast where the chick walks downstairs and she like looks and all these gray beings are like looking through her books and they're trying to like figure out cause they don't really know what the fuck's going on. And the reptilians are just kind of using them as an interface. And I've always said this too, the gray is like an interface. They're kind of they, the reptilians. If there is a race there, I believe there is a race of beings out there that were just, maybe they lived in cave systems and stuff like that. And they skin and everything morphed and they became gray and wider eyes because they're in the dark all the time. That's quite possible. But I do believe that the reptilians use the grays as a conduit that they're, that's why you see it fucking uh, a lot of the pop culture stuff in the movie, Paul, all these movies and stuff like that, that show you the gray alien and what they look like. And Roswell crash is because they were used by the reptilians to, so they didn't have to get their hands dirty. So the, the grays could do the abductions and the reptilians could do what they want. Right. You've obviously heard of Betty and Barney Hill, right? Yeah. How they saw Greys, reptilians, and fucking Nazis on their fucking craft. And these are very credible people. We did a whole episode about it. These are people that were like normal, everyday people and don't know why, you know, they have these experiences. And I've always said to people, right, that I've had my own experiences with the shadow people and stuff like that. I believe what I saw. I believe in the UFOs and the weird experiences that I have have had had. Then my whole thing is like, why wouldn't I believe these people? Why, why do we have to discredit yeah. them? If they're a logical, sane person and they're saying they really believe that they saw this shit or had, they had an experience or they abducted, why are we just going to throw them to the wind because they sound crazy to you because you were raised on this indoctrination of the what the government and the people in power want us to think? Uh, exactly, man. I have interviewed hundreds, maybe now close to thousands of contactees and so uh, experiencers sick, and abductees. And I think that, you know, they all... They all believe their story, and they all have uh, they all believe they have their own truth to them. No matter what is the, the the reality about them, I believe that there is some sort of truth to every one of these stories. And some of them are pretty incredible. Some of them are pretty crazy. I'm not <laughs> sure, sure if uh, you know may have maybe some of them just. Uh, hallucinations or, or drug trips but i know that many of these people believe their own stuff and that's that's the most credible type of people that i like to interview um now i had a few that are uh like i said pretty insane i had one guy and i can't remember his name he claims to have yeah. had sex with a tiger hybrid alien Shit. and she collected his um his man juice into Shit. a little like blinky <laughs> container that had all these fancy lights on it, and she Shit. she took a sample, and uh, he said it was like you know some of the, one of the best things he's experienced. That's so <laughs> uh, crazy. Yeah, man. Because we 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 talked about uh, we did a, I lo- one of my favorite episodes we done a while. Uh, we did sexual alien encounters, and there's a lot of people oh, like that yeah. guy Villa Vara. Whatever, there's a certain dude that, and he does paintings now of all of his experiences, <laughs> and he believes that yeah he was fucking taken aboard and like fucked and like. Even and we got, we have an episode about like it's a good benevolent aliens and, and we were fucking talking about that shit. How else is like these people just could take it aboard? We don't know. And you know, and I find it very cool because the way we do things, right? We we drink, we talk, and we do conspiracies. I don't really normally do guests and stuff like that. It's kind of it's I keep it to consistency of the essentially the three main hosts, and then obviously Juan is part of that too. So it's four of us. Yeah. But I do give credence and credit to people like you and Juan that are able to able to uh, interview people and eventually we'll be doing it for our Patreon, uh, but in, uh, in expand a little more is I, I love that you've interviewed the like Kathy O'Brien and alien abductee, something I would love to do. Um, I just actually tried to get David Icke on the show and his daughter said that he is fairly busy. 
but that if I shout, if I send another email in a couple months that he's, he had to shut down a bunch of interviews cause he's been so busy cause his mm. new book and shit. And, and it's, I give credence and credit to you guys for being able to have a show like that. Oh yeah, man. I mean, and it's wonderful. Like, you know, people like David Icke, I'm always surprised at how down to earth and kind they are and ready to come on the show. I've yeah. had him on a couple of times and I thank him That's so sick, much for, for doing that. Yeah, man. Most of these people are happy to come on. It's those that, you know, uh, they charge you a hundred dollars or maybe yeah. even more than that. And they're just, you know, want to get, uh, you know, sell their books and, there's some out there that that don't you know go on the smaller shows, but most of these people uh, are great people, and they and they just want to. Have you go ever interviewed like uh, David Weiss or fucking Mark Sargent? I have not, but I I would love to, man. I have <laughs> really. Oh yeah, man. I have them all. Uh, I've know. had fucking David Weiss try to fucking get on my podcast twice now because I think because we've done. I haven't a flat invited Earth him, episode. but if if he really wants to come on, sure, why not? <laughs> Twice I got an email. It's like it's like obviously his whoever fucking runs his shit is like, would you now, like that? Look, man, the flatter thing it gets people riled up. Oh man, it, it it's gets crazy. people uh, very divided, and it's a crazy topic because look, they got good points on either side, and I don't subscribe to either. I don't, I don't subscribe to the standard model of space. I don't subscribe to flat no. Earth. I'm more of a simulation type of realm yeah. type of. You know, this is this is something that we don't understand at all. But you know, I'm very open minded, and each of them have their points. So, but yeah, yeah. again, that's a whole other thing. It's oh yeah, it's it's weird. Like I have a, a, a buddy we did Loch Ness monster with, um, and he's a Scottish guy. It's funny he knew nothing about the Loch Ness monster, and uh, he's very subscribed to the flat Earth shit. And we have conversations where I'm like, you know, I've had the opportunity to have these guys on the show. And I choose not to. We did a flat earth conspiracy episode. It's called flat earth conspiracy. It's probably why David Weiss did. Cause it's, it was a very simple title. Just, you know, you could, Oh, we caught, we talked about it and I just choose not to, um, feed into this shit because, and I told, I told that guy that, uh, uh, one of the, the Scottish homie and me and him get along, but we are very different on certain topics is, um, that I was like, you know, I, uh, I just don't want to, you know, cling to that. And I said that everything, everyone has their own opinions and shit like that. Uh, and it's okay to think differently. And it's, it's all good. I just, I can't get behind that. We made fun of it like crazy when we did the episode. And I was like, to me, because yeah. And a part of me, it's biased because I'm like, well, would it throw all my other ideas out the window and their whole theories about it? And it's just like, well, they can't prove the earth's flat. And they say that people can't prove the earth is a globe. But uh, yeah, for a long time, I've thought it's more or less a simulation style. Mm. Uh, when I was younger and I was eventually trying to produce an album and stuff like that, uh, as I was slang CDs, put it on and then didn't put on YouTube, my music on YouTube for years. I, I wanted to put an album out called holographic world. And they, the whole idea was that it was holographic and that it wasn't as real as we think it is. And that we're, we're it's a real experience, but we're yeah. being manipulated. Yeah, man. I think that's what it is. And, uh, they're trying to put us in a simulation within a simulation, within a simulation <laughs> with shit like so the metaverse and all that shit. Well, let's go. Oh my close. God. Who would, who would go fall ahead. for that? Look at fuck it. It's crazy. Um, that movie, um, ready player one. Yeah, exactly. That's where we're headed. It just it does seem like that, man. It really does. Well, that's their desired. But that thing I think this is a good kind of area to to take the show to close on. Yeah, a yeah, lot of shit's sure. going on right now, man. We're in very special times. Um yes. I think more people than ever are looking into are the uh, are waking up, looking into hidden history, looking into the, the hidden nature of reality, how they've been lied to, the corruption in the government, everything. Look and at people are standing up all the time. Look at the Dutch farmers, man. Yeah, man. Look it's, what happened it's, in Canada um, with the Freedom Convoy. I was part of that. I was going 
going. I was oh, going to great. protest all the time. Yeah, it's oh. a great time. It's a great time to be alive. And we've got these, uh, you know, they're trying to push us with fear, with shortages, with food yes. shortages, gas, all this other stuff. But none of it's working. None of it's sticking. COVID didn't stick. The vaccines didn't stick. Uh, oh. What the, uh, Ukraine didn't stick. The the school shootings never stick. They're never going to take well, our guns. That's so sick. You the know? fact that they're throwing so much shit at us <laughs> at once, more than I've ever seen before. And the thing is, I like, and now people are starting to realize, wow, like people used to call me fucking crazy and all this stuff for years. And it's just like, things I said 10 years ago are happening now that I didn't. And then I, I've said to you, my fiance, I was like, I thought this shit would happen when I was like 40 or 50, I'm 30. And I was like, it's happening now. Things that I said was going to happen. And it it blows my mind because I don't want to be right about this shit. But the more it happens, it's like, well, I'm fucking, I researched a lot. I read a lot of books. I looked into a lot of different ufologists and people like that. Like, and it's, it seems to be really evident that um, things are changing. And that people are waking up more than I've ever seen before. Yeah. Now let's close on that. Do you have hope that we are the majority? I like to ask people this. Do you think that yeah. the, the the free thinkers, the guy, the that, those of us that are on the right side of history and not retarded, are uh, are the majority? <laughs> uh, I do believe that uh, things are changing, and I do believe that the more people wake up, the high. And I believe in frequencies. I can fucking feel it. You feel that that tingling on your neck and your head. You gave me, and I normally I don't get this on podcasts. And I listen to books. Maybe when we're talking about certain subjects. Most times we're just joking around. Strange Brew is all dark humor. We joke. Uh, a lot of my like my two hosts are very skeptical. Juan's more on my side, so it's nice to have him on. Uh, but. I do highly believe I can feel things changing. And I do believe that I've never seen so many people wake up and going to those protests. I never actually made out to Ottawa. I wanted to go, uh, but I was in Toronto a lot doing protests with two, 20,000 to 30,000 people. And the energy there is incredible. It's the fact that I look around and I say, holy shit, there are more people awake than I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm in it with them in the thick of it. And I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I believe they are the people in power as like, I like David Icke's analogy. I, I, you know, I've always liked, even if, who, if he's wrong or right or whatever, his analogies are good. It's like holding the ball underwater and it's full of air. Eventually that water, that fucking ball is going to burst. The, the balloon will burst. It's going to happen. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. Society, uh, as we know it, is crumbling. But the good thing is we got people that are building up their own systems, doing their own things, starting their own farms and communities and yes, own entertainment. Communities. And, yeah, man. People want real entertainment. Hollywood's dying. Uh, yep. the, the, nobody listens to the news anymore. So I think we're, uh-huh. I think we're headed to a, a, a better place. And like you said, I'm sure that it is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But I have hope, man. Yeah. Uh, you but say th- that. I swear I mentioned – even like I just watched – and I – I'm I, I'm a I like I love movies, man. Like I'm I love cinema. I'm mm. a huge horror fan, and I I do believe some movies like you know they live and shit like that are like drip fed into our consciousness. But the thing is, even I just watched Doctor Strange over the weekend, and this whole multiverse, multi dimension, they are showing us a lot of stuff in Hollywood because these writers are probably I believe maybe being manipulated by good forces, and some of these movies that are coming out are changing people's consciousness. I do think that. Well, now that you mentioned that, I, I want to get into that for a second because I I agree. I think that there have been movies and cinema and films throughout our history that are kind of like slaps in the face to get us to wake up and realize that this isn't just a movie. This is reality. I mean, the hero's journey, obviously. 
Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars. Hero's Journey Star has, Wars been my put, favorite. has been put into almost every movie. You know, there's this yeah. tyrannical system or government or, or corrupt uh, elites that want to, to keep you enslaved and keep you down. And the, the, the small people rise up eventually and defeat the evil because yeah. they, they go through their trials and tribulations and come out as heroes. So I, I, you know. To end this, are you a Star Wars fan? Yes, man. Yeah. Did you watch Kenobi? I am the old Star Wars. I can't get into the new oh, stuff. Oh, come man. on. It's you got to watch Kenobi, man. I haven't Th- seen there's, it. There, get into uh, it. There was the ending of it. Like, I thought that it was a lot of, like, kind of bullshit in between. Uh, a lot of things that they didn't need to have in the show. There's certain characters, like, why did they even exist in the show? The ending will change it for you just because it does relate to what is the original movies, which are my favorite too, right? The the first three are the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suggest you just the w- watch it through once. The ending will get you. I was in, like, tears and shit. Yeah, so. man, I know I'm going to like it. It's just, you know, <laughs> taking the time. It's a commitment <laughs> and everything. I get know. it. Hell, yeah. Well, this was great, Tom. We're going to have to do this I again. Man, I had a lot of fun. This Hell is fucking yeah. sick, dude. Well, before you head out, let everybody know yeah. where they can find Strange Brew, if you got any social media, all that good stuff. Uh, so you can uh, www.strangebrewpodcast.com. That's where you can find. A lot of the links are there. Uh, we have our own merch and all that stuff like that. And, uh, but obviously, uh, on Instagram, that's easy. That's our, uh, the place that we're most prevalent. We do have like a, a Facebook page called the host heads. Cause that's what we call our fans. It's called strange Brews host heads, but I keep getting banned from Facebook. So it's not the greatest platform. Uh, I'm on TikTok under the reptilian, which is, has my most account. And then strange Brew podcast is also on TikTok. I post a lot of things that are interesting that I'm trying not to get me banned, uh, but still will intrigue people. Um, but yeah, the, the main things, you know, you can find us on our website. We're on every podcast platform. And, uh, honestly, if you want to watch us, uh, look up YouTube, uh, us strange Root podcast on YouTube, because a lot of the episodes we've done, we just did the reptilian episode. I like to show images, play videos, especially for the people. Cause I'm trying to build the YouTube up a bit is have people where they can you know, sit down on their couch, crack a beer, smoke a joint and hear us or like essentially watch us talk about the craziest shit you could imagine. Hell yeah, man. I love it. Fuck yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on. This is sick, man. Yeah, it was fun, and we'll have to do it again, like I said, for yes, sure. Yes, we will. All right. Well, till next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow, and we'll see y'all all then.